0: lions fans it's time for the podcast you've been waiting for the show where kool-aid runs blue faces turn red and rose-colored glasses never go out of style this is the detroit lions podcast welcome to the daily dlp i'm your host ash thompson and today i'm going to go over how the recent rash of injuries might affect the detroit lions going into their matchup against the Chicago Bears this weekend, and going forward. So, like and subscribe, use the links, comment below, five bucks a month, join the slack, see you there. And with that out of the way, let's get this thing started. Lions have undergone a rash of injuries over the course of the last few weeks. If you want a detailed rundown on the specifics of all of them, Dr. Lau is doing that weekly for the channel. I would go watch that. The one he did yesterday was extremely informative. Oh. Any or all of my speculation regarding length of time the players are going to be out is based on my memories of what he had to say over the last few weeks. If I'm wrong, I, I remembered incorrect. These things happen. Before I start this. I just want to go over a little perspective of of how bad the rash of injuries actually is for the defense in terms of what was expected on the field versus what we're actually working with at this point, because in the end, I'm going to go over like how they might be able to change some things and maybe get a little bit better performance out of some people. Here are the guys that came into training camp as projected starters that the Lions are currently missing from their lineup. Starting strong safety, CJ Gardner-Johnson has been out since week two with a torn pec we don't really know if he'll be back this season at full health, but he seems to think he's going to be able to play near the end of December. Getting him back for the playoffs could be huge, though I'm not sure if you'd want to put him in there as his first game back during the wild card round, if you could avoid that. It'd be nice to have him get a regular season game in, preferably one that the Lions have clinched everything. <laughs> Ideally, right? But it would be huge to have that guy back. Like, well, When he was gone, the Lions had Tracy Walker on the roster. So the main thing they lost was turnover potential and then the depth of having Tracy Walker on the roster. And given that if Yatu who played a couple, 40 or more snaps in a couple games, that lack of, of depth definitely came into play. And with the Lions only having a single interception in the entire month of November, it's pretty clear that C.J. Gardner-Johnson's turnover production has been missed, too. James Houston, casualty of that same Week 2 game. He is also apparently looking like he's going to come back fairly soon. He told some B reporters that the plan was for him to have a couple games in before the playoffs. That would be great because the Lions lost all of their burst off the edge, with Houston taking a few involuntary months off. The bets that the Lions made on players like Charles Harris, Romeo Okwara clearly didn't pay out in the wake of this injury, uh, neither did the development of Josh Pascal. He didn't really rock it to the moon as a flamethrower off the edge as we were sold by Lions brass that he might this season. Like, he's an athletic phenom, if you take a look at his relative athletic score for reference, but he put on weight this year. And it appears the Lions are obsessed with making their 270 to 280 pound edges play somewhere in the three to five technique area a lot of the time. And then kind of wondering why they end up with back problems. Ah, it's a miracle John Kaminsky hasn't developed those issues, to be honest. The loss of James Houston has been felt every single week that he's been out. Alex Anzalone has missed a couple games now, though. It looks like if he misses this week, it will be the last one. He's slotted into play, and it's going to be interesting to see how they do that. But for the last few weeks, that's been the leader of the defense, unable to lead the defense. Like Alex Anzalone has been doing his best Roy Kent impression this season. For those of you who missed out on Ted Lasso, catch up, be better. I'm not explaining that joke to you. If you did watch the show and you still don't get that joke, maybe ease back on the Delta 8 a little bit. But he's the team leader, both in terms of making calls in the huddle and pre-snap adjustments and having that be out for any length of time. It hurts in the short term. But as weird as it may sound, I think the Anzalone injury might actually end up being a good thing for the Lions. They were not going to play Jack Campbell at the position he was drafted to play this year. At least not extensively. Like Jack Campbell is a modern middle linebacker. He can both take on blocks and he has spectacular lateral movement ability. He thinks three steps ahead as long as he's doing the job he's accustomed to doing. The Lions started the year having him in spot duty as the team's other linebacker, then moved him to edge, and then finally, because of this injury, grudgingly gave him starting snaps at the middle linebacker spot. He kind of struggled through his three positions that he was playing, but Anzalone being out of the way for a few weeks, and he was in the way because he was playing extremely well. Let's get that. I'm not saying Alex Anzalone being gone is good. I'm just saying not having someone stopping Campbell from getting snaps at his natural role has been very good for the development of Jack Handel. He, he's coming off his best season or best game of the season. And having him in that role is the best case scenario for everyone. Like Anzalone can perform any off-ball role the linebackers are likely to give him. But having the bigger guy and Campbell take on the more physical spot probably going to help Anzalone stay healthy as well. That puts Barnes into the third linebacker spot, the 4-3 under pass rusher role that's probably always been a better fit for him than Campbell anyway. They were just, Barnes had a really good beginning into the season, so he was playing there. Also forced the Lions to use Jalen Reeves-Maben in pass coverage. Given how well that he did, it seems clear that the Lions probably should have been giving him more work during all of those games where the linebacker core were getting victimized in coverage. So while having your defensive team leader out for an extended period is never great, it may be that not having him for a few weeks gives Aaron Glenn some perspective and involuntary self-scout that it lands the team a little bit of an advantage in the end in terms of their personnel utilization. So I'm giving you a silver lining for the Anzalone injury, but I have to move on to something that really, really just breaks everything this team has been doing on defense, Ellen McNeil went on IR earlier this week. That was the most productive defensive tackle for the Detroit Lions since Indomikong Su's 2014 season of dominance and personal fouls. He's their only three technique style defensive tackle. He's the penetrator, the guy who has by far the most pass rush upside of this interior defensive line group. To get pressure up the middle, the Lions are going to have to rely on NASCAR packages now exclusively because none of these other guys seem to be able to do it. If I'm being nice, I will say that that has not worked well as a consistent large part of the defense. Like The only other guy who has multiple games... Of a reasonable level of success rushing the passer on the interior for the Lions is Isaiah Bugs, and they don't seem to be interested in letting him play football. Bugs was tabbed as the starting nose tackle at the beginning of the year, and if that had happened as the team envisioned it, this might be a completely different thing. They came into camp overweight, and he's been in the doghouse all year. The Lions have been dressing guys off the couch over him, They've been playing ends on the interior over him. They've used three day two picks on interior defensive linemen in three years. And with the McNeil injury, none of those are going to play 40 snaps on Sunday. If the status quo remains. Additionally, a thing we always seem to forget about when we're talking about Lions injuries because he just never really played, is that the Lions signed Emmanuel Mosley to play across from Cam Sutton thinking there was a possibility this was actually going to be a very good player based on how well he played before he hurt his ACL last year. Like He was great for the San Francisco 49ers and came in on a one-year show-me deal. Hopefully, he's going with a different rehab crew this time because the last rehab went as badly as it can go. He just kept having his comeback be delayed and delayed by further injuries and complications And then when he finally did come back, what did he get? Two snaps? Or was it actually the first snap when he tore his other ACL? It's unfortunate. But the net effect of that is that Jerry Jacobs, who was presumably supposed to be the third outside corner and just insurance for injury, has been playing effectively the CB1 role for this team for most of the season. Because the Lions aren't having Sutton fall receivers, and teams are sending their best guy to Jerry's side more often than not, it seems. So on the defensive side, the Lions are down a starting corner, starting safety, both of their starting defensive tackles, who were supposed to be starting Arnott, their starting edge, and their middle linebacker. That's 6 of 11 of Brad Holmes' intended starters on the bench for various reasons on Sunday this week. If you're wondering why the defense can't stop anyone, it's because half of it isn't playing and hasn't been in many cases for most of this year. But I'm not generally about just identifying problems. I always want to see if there is a solution to the problem. This is not going away. Even when some of these guys come back, they're not immediately going to be game ready. Asking them to come back in and play 50 to 70 snaps is completely unreasonable. You have to figure something out now. So what could the Lions do with their current roster to stop the bleeding? Because, uh, like, frankly, this is tough. There, there are no saviors coming in. As much as I'd love to have Sue return as just as, like, a poetic thing, you know, the Prodigal Son returns for a playoff run for the team he moved on from in 2015 after their most disappointing playoff loss in the 20th century, that's probably not happening. And the Olim McNeil injury doesn't make that more likely. It makes it less likely because the Lions are less of a threat to win the Super Bowl. And if he comes back, that is the only thing he is interested in. They signed Tyson Aluolu. Uh, That's not going to fix this, though. They signed Bruce Ervin, and he did really well. And in spot duty, he's probably going to continue to do that. He's a veteran guy. He looked very explosive and athletic coming off the edge. Not having the wear and tear of a full season is probably a good thing for him, but he is also, like, he's not going to play 70 or 80 snaps. It's it's just not going to happen. It's not reasonable to ask him to do that. What I would be a proponent of is actually moving to more kind of 3-4 based concepts. Like, the Lions don't have any penetrating defensive tackles, so they need to do something to stop asking them to do that, because they can't. Just have them clog space, hold blockers in place, keep them off of the linebackers, let the linebackers flow to where they can make plays. Most importantly, get Aiden Hutchinson out wider in a stand-up edge role where he can't be as easily double-teamed. Like when Houston returns having him out wider would also help him use his specific assets to greater effect than as the other end on a four-man line. You know, it's counterintuitive to say they're missing their best 300 plus pound defensive linemen, so the solution is to play more of them at once. But that isn't necessarily how you do that. Like, rather than as a three technique, play John Kaminsky and Josh Pascal as a five technique. Have them be the position just inside Aiden Hutchins. Like, the Lions used Kaminsky this way against the commanders last year, for example, and the result was Hutch getting three sacks on twists and on bends, do that, like do some stunting rather than just running Hutch into the double teams that are keeping him off the stat sheet week in and week out other than pressures. Because yes, he is getting to the point where he makes the quarterback move, but without a whole bunch of other guys there to capitalize on the quarterback moving off of his intended spot, like those pressures don't mean anything. Like that doesn't diminish what he's doing. Him getting those pressures is still an accomplishment for him. But in terms of the overall team concept, if nobody capitalizes on that pressure, that's just a quarterback outside the pocket running. And that kills the Lions. Uh, It's what they seem to be trying to transition to last year before they realized that with all of their rookies on the field, like this was not going to work last year. They flipped their front to kind of more four man gap shooting t- type stuff and saw a huge pickup in terms of the quality of the defense. Uh, like, all teams mix this stuff up. It's not like they're being coached something like legitimately completely different than what they were be- learning the Tuesday before. Teams just place different emphasis on different things. Like pretty much everybody runs, everybody hates the word hybrid, but everyone is really at this point running some kind of hybrid defense. There's not a lot of purist, you know, Jim Schwartz wide nine era stuff going on where it's like we do this, we do this every time. With the current assets that the Lions have, it might be time to flip back to what they were trying to do at the beginning of last year. And I know that's a tough thing to say because they did not work. The Lions defense was terrible, but let's be honest. (laughs) against teams that have weapons, the Lions defense is terrible right now. Like if nothing else, switching it up could allow them to take advantage of what, say, the Bears did against the Lions last time they played. Having the defense do something completely unexpected made Goff cough up the ball three times. Because if they just keep doing what they're doing, but with even more of their players missing in action, this could be a really long December for Lions fans. Not really going to do much on the offensive side of the ball because Ragnar didn't practice. Frankly, I suspect he'll be on the injury list probably for the rest of the season. I don't know how much that actually matters. The offense will be fine. As they have been through their injuries all of this season, Hank will show them the way. Tomorrow I'm going to do a Bears preview, Uh, but if you want a deeper one, go take a look at the ones I did a couple weeks ago. Our whole bunch has really changed since then. See you tomorrow. Let's bring it in here together. Let's go! Lines on three. One, two, three. Yes! You've had enough of that shit.